Chapter 1. David Cohen boarded the number 7 bus that ran from the old warehouse district of Jerusalem to the avenues of cafes. His usual Tuesday afternoon plan included buying his mother some of her favorite foods and delivering them to her apartment in the Nessa district, and then visiting his father's grave, whose gravestone he had engraved himself. After that, he would end up at the Rio Club, a dive where the Bloody Marys were spicy and handmade. Cohen had sculpted all morning and most of the early afternoon at his live-in work studio in West Jerusalem. Now, as he boarded the bus, he thought about his upcoming trip to America. He'd get to visit his daughters in San Francisco, where they lived with his ex-wife, make preparations for his annual show at the Western Gallery, and tend to his growing Asia business. Then he'd fly off to New York to network with the Manhattan art crowd and make a personal appearance at the Wayne Phillips Gallery, where Wayne was hosting the fifth annual one-man show of Cohen Sculptures. In New York, where he had two or three shows a year, Cohen intended to meet with collectors, curators, gallery owners, with anyone who wanted to visit, interview him, or just chat. By working at the business of art, Cohen had managed to keep his prices high even in the down years of the art market. In the galleries, but especially at auction, his sculptures rivaled the prices of all but his best-selling peers. The bus rumbled over cobblestones, throwing passengers this way and that. Then it stopped abruptly. It stayed stopped, and after a minute, its doors wind open. Grumblings began. One Jew began praying as if God had an interest in this stalled bus. Finally, a burly man with a beard hopped off, followed by a woman with a briefcase who stumbled as she hit the cobblestones. Cohen waited another few seconds and then followed suit. The market where he would shop for his mother's favorite sardines and herring was still four or five blocks away. Somehow, it felt better to walk than to wait. With the sun so low, he couldn't see much, but the hot sun felt good on his face. He'd gone about fifty yards when he noticed the bus he'd just been riding on passed him. So... God had decided to lend a hand. Cohen smiled and watched the bus pull up to his next stop a hundred yards ahead of him. Several people boarded. Among them was a pregnant Arab woman whose shape confounded Cohen a little. He'd studied bodies his whole life, and there was something about her distended stomach that struck him as odd. He was wondering about that even as the doors of the bus closed. An instant later, a terrific roar filled his ears and a shock wave hit him. The blast that blew the bus to bits knocked him off his feet and threw him into the air. When he came down, he was rolling on the pavement toward the wall of a shop. His right shoulder hit the wall with such force that he almost passed out. At the same moment, something hit him on the neck. He felt the coldness of steel and thought he'd been decapitated, but it wasn't a piece of the bus. It was a watch attached to a severed arm. Cohen screamed. He passed out for a second or two. Silence enveloped him. Then he awoke to pandemonium. A plume of black smoke rose above the bus, what remained of it. People stumbled around this way and that to avoid body parts and twisted metal. An old woman sat on the curb wailing, and a man in a suit, still carrying his briefcase, bled profusely from above his right eye. Cohen couldn't move. 
Ambulances, fire engines, police vans, and military jeeps came roaring up, all except the jeeps screaming their arrival. The emergency vehicles screeched to a stop at crazy angles, filling up the broad thoroughfare and making it impassable. Three helicopters arrived, one from the military and two from television stations, and hovered overhead. At either end of the street, beyond the hastily erected barricades, news vans with their satellite dishes arrived and cast boxy shadows on the pavement. Cohen sat up, his back against the storefront wall. His shoulder hurt, but the throbbing had already begun to fade. A cursing, chanting crowd gathered at either end of the street, behind the barricades. A medic came up to Cohen, but Cohen waved him away. The whole street was inundated in glass. Every window on the block, including the one above his head, had shattered. In fact, he was sitting in a sea of glass. He sat there for a long time.